Talking with Topher, episode 27. And it is just so good to be back. This week, every week, I appreciate all of you who subscribe, watch, listen, and comment. Remember, if you're a new listener, subscribe. Hit those alarms so that you know when the new podcast is uploaded. And remember to hit the like buttons um, if you enjoy the videos. Comments are super important, so leave them. Good, bad, doesn't matter to me. Uh, I just want to hear from you. And speaking of hearing from you, if you have a a struggle in your life and you're dealing with something um, and you want to tell me about it or you want to have it read on the podcast and maybe I can uh, give some of my notes on it, um, stuff like that, hit me up, talkingwithtopher at gmail.com. That's right. Talking with Topher at gmail.com. Leave your message, leave your story, whatever you want. Uh, hit me up. Let me know how things are going. Uh, I love hearing from everybody, and it's really fun to uh, read read things that are going on with other people. But make sure that if you send me something, uh, if if I get full permission to read it out on the podcast, I will. But you have to give me permission first, okay? So I appreciate everybody writing in and commenting, um, and if you want your story read, uh, just let me know. Uh, I will be more than happy to do that. I'll give my thoughts on it, and maybe some of my tips will help you get through your troubling times a little bit easier. I know that reading these stories helps me get through my troubling times as well. Um, It's kind of like an AA meeting. That's one of the reasons why I started this podcast was to help me with my sobriety. And well, and I hate using that word. I'll be honest with you. It's helped me stay off of alcohol. That was my problem. It's always been my problem. And I have, well, I've stayed off of it for over four years now, which I look at as a good job. So, um, you know. We don't want to pat ourselves on the back, but sometimes you have to. You have to realize that uh, the struggle you've gone through and the struggle that I've gone through, you have to look back and go, okay, things are going good. You're doing a good job, and uh, let's just keep moving in this direction and keep everything moving forward. Um, I just want to let everybody know that everything I'm going to talk about today is based off of my personal experiences. And I'm not trying to offend anybody. I don't want to upset anyone. And I know there's still a lot of people out there struggling to get through this pandemic and this quarantine and and this lockdown. So I'm just giving my story, what I've done to get through this, what I'm doing to continuously still get through it. And also, this is just how I handled it. This is what I did, and I know a lot of people had a lot more trouble doing these things than I did, Um, and I'm not trying to cast shadow on anybody, and I'm not trying to say that this was easy for me, but I'm just trying to explain what I did through quarantine, and I just, uh, I want to make sure I let everybody know out there that I am just trying to show you uh, how I got through this. Speaking of moving forward and 
keeping uh, your 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 sobriety or keeping off of alcohol or whatever is troubling you in your life. People deal with sex addiction. Uh, people deal with heroin and crack, and there's all kinds of things that. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we get addicted to. And so it doesn't matter what your addiction is. If you're staying away from it and you're moving forward, you're getting better every day, then you deserve a small pat on the back and look in the mirror and congratulate yourself for making it another day. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I don't do it every day. Uh, Obviously, after four years now, I tend not to do it um, until like, you know, every month. Every month I look at myself and I go, ha, we did it again. One more month. The day-to-day thing, that's kind of like a small little mental thing. It's like, all right, I got today. And then the next day you do the same thing. I got it today. I did it. I, I went to bed and I didn't do what, uh, do anything that would uh, cause me to lose my sobriety or my uh, staying away from alcohol. And that is a great thing. Um, but as time goes on, you just don't, uh, you know, pat yourself on the back as much. And if you are in the beginning of this, then look in the mirror, you make it through a day and you take a look at yourself and you go, all right, I did it. I did it. I made it through today. And then you wake up and you make it through tomorrow. And that's, that's what I do. Um, I do that all the time. I let myself know that, um, moving in the right direction. I'm still moving forward. And now uh, I'm a much better person because of this. So what I wanted to kind of go over uh, today was, and this is Wednesday, uh, October 7th, naturalbossnh.com. And they've got wonderful brand new salve. And if you keep up with the podcast, you would know I've had my deviated septum. Uh, fixed, and I have to tell you, I got my sense of smell back, and this stuff smells great. It smells great. It keeps my uh, elbows from drying out, keeps my hands from drying out. It's just a really nice product, and you're going to need something like this this winter. It's going to get cold. Our skin's going to dry, and we need stuff to help it, so why not get your salve at Natural Boss nh.com that's n-a-t-u-r-a-l-b-o-s-s-n-h.com and remember they've got hand sanitizer we got flu season coming up we're fighting covid all the time now doesn't seem like this stuff is going away so we're gonna have to learn to live with it and that means keeping your hands clean and keeping your mask on go to naturalbossnh.com get your hand sanitizer or your salve or both today New Hampshire Vape Gallery, located at 180 Lafayette Road in Seabrook, New Hampshire. This vape shop, I'm telling you, we have got everything. Not only do we have everything, but we are making sure that we are COVID-free every day. That's right. We have plastic hung. We wear gloves behind the counter. We're wearing masks. I have all the customers wear masks. Everything is nice and safe. So if you are trying to find a new vape shop, you're having trouble out there. A lot of places have gotten shut down lately, and it's very unfortunate. But New Hampshire Vape Gallery is here for you. So come on down, check us out, um, and you can come and shop inside of our store and feel safe. That's right. Feel safe. And that's what everything's about today. Feeling safe, being secure, and 
finding what you need. So if you're looking for disposables, you're looking for new devices, well, we've got them. That's right. I got brand new devices. I've got the brand new Nord X with the digital screen. Thing goes up to 40, uh, 60 watts. It's amazing. And then we have the new RPM2 with the brand new RPM2 coil. They both run off of it. Absolutely, hands down, one of my favorite coils right now. This is an 80-watt device with a 2200-mAh battery. This thing lasts me all day. It's amazing. So why don't you get down to New Hampshire Vape Gallery, located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, in between Home Depot and Smoke Rings. Remember, you can always give us a call, 603-814-4171, and we are open seven days a week from 10.30 to 8 p.m. And I look forward to seeing you there. Uh, it's a beautiful day out. I mean, New England weather is just so all over the place. It is just a nice, beautiful uh, fall day. Um, I think it's like a high of 70 here, and it is just gorgeous. And it just, you know, it's great. It, it, you get to go outside, you're enjoying the fresh air, and of course the air smells a little different. And speaking of smell, I got my smell back like a week ago, and I have to say that my sense of smell has actually gone up because of this surgery. Like I can really uh, smell things, and it's, it's crazy. I had no idea how much my deviated septum was really holding me back. Uh, from breathing, from smelling, uh, from sleeping. Uh, my sleep has gotten better. I mean, I felt groggy this morning, but that's because I fell asleep on the couch last night and I didn't get up and go to bed until like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And then I'm up at 6 a.m. So it's more of a broken sleep. So because of that broken sleep is why I felt groggy and I knew that. Um, but if I go to bed on time, and I get up at 6, I don't feel groggy anymore. I might feel a little sluggish, but that's just because I'm waking up and I know I got to go running. And if anybody else is doing this stuff in the morning, you're waking up, you're running, you're working out, you're doing something, you really got to kind of talk yourself into it. You know you're going to go work out. You know you when you went to bed, you were going to get up and go running. But when you get up and it's time to get going, Sometimes you just really got to talk to yourself, talk yourself up, and get yourself out the door. And that's really what all this is about today. Today is about um, what I did uh, through quarantine. Um, so we're going to backtrack a little bit, talk a little bit about you know the past and when this all started. But this is my quarantine routine. Um, and this is something that I have done for a lot of things. And... I have to be honest, I didn't start doing this until I got off of alcohol. Um, a lot of what I do now is because I don't have alcohol getting in the way of my thinking, of my actions, and uh, my overall um, attitude. So because I've gotten rid of the alcohol and because I've gotten better um, as a person, now it's more positivity. There is more um, self-awareness, more confidence. And I'm a creature of habit like most of us are. 
And so I have schedules. So when quarantine uh, was happening in early February um, into March, just before lockdown, um, things were normal, right? That's what we all remember. It's what we all want back. And it's what we all miss. So before quarantine, it was very simple. I'd wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. That hasn't changed for me. Um, I would get ready, uh, you know, doing stuff around the house, uh, getting the dogs fed, getting them out, uh, getting ready for jujitsu. Um, class is always at 9 in the morning. Um, so I, I would do that uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And then uh, you, got, you got work, right? So it sounds pretty normal. Nothing too crazy going on there. Um, as the virus starts getting worse, now, uh, you know, places are shutting down. We're being told to stay home. Uh, all these things are happening. Uh, our business, which is a vape shop, uh, New Hampshire Vape Gallery, and we were trying to stay open during this. Um, and the virus just kept getting, the numbers kept growing. As the numbers were growing, more and more places were shutting down. Then they were telling us we had to close our place of business if you weren't essential. So us being a vape shop only, we were considered non-essential um, where if you had tobacco products in your store, you were labeled, labeled essential and you could stay open. Right around this time, it was the middle of March. Um, they closed everybody except for essential businesses. So now I'm stuck at home. I cannot go to work. I cannot go to jujitsu. Um, I cannot go anywhere. And now my brain is just doing these thinking, this thinking thing where I'm like, man, what am I going to do? How am I going to get through this? Uh, uh, should I get a drink? I'm like, is it, 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 what's going on with the world? And when I start thinking like that, I look at myself and I go, no, 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 no. There's got to be something you can do to distract yourself so that you're not sitting around thinking this way. So now I decide, all right, I'm going to pretend that I'm going to work. I'm going to pretend I'm going to jujitsu and I'm going to pr pretend that all these things are still going on because one, I have jujitsu zoom classes. So they put those in effect. Then my school was doing YouTube videos that we could do at home. So I've got YouTube videos from school. I've got Zoom classes for BJJ. And there's just no work at this time. Um, so I get up at 6 every morning. And like I said, this doesn't change for me. I would get up. I would get ready. I would take a shower and get myself cleaned up. And this is before I started running. We'll get to that. And then I would make my bed and just do all those morning routines. Eat my breakfast, take care of my dogs at the same time. And that's the other thing too. I don't really have the chance to sleep in per se 
because I do have two dogs. So I have to get up. I have to feed them. They're, they're not going to let me sleep anyways past six o'clock because that's when they eat. That's when they go out. So you kind of have to stick with your schedule, right? That's one of the things that kept my uh, focus where it needed to be. Uh, I'm doing the Zoom classes. I'm doing the, uh, the, the lessons at home. And my job has now become how do I not fall into a financial debt? And I go, shit, what am I going to do about my paycheck? So X amount of dollars coming in every week, not coming in anymore, right? So we got to figure this out. So what do I do? I make it my job to find out exactly what my paycheck equaled every month. I add it all up. I get one number. Then I go through all of my bills for the, for the month. I add up all the bills that I think are the most important. And I figure out what the total of those are. And I figure out which ones were the most important, along with a couple little stragglers that I could also fucking take care of. And I get to the total of my paycheck. So now, the only stuff I'm worried about is what we have to pay that would be coming out of my wife's paycheck. So now I've got all these fucking things that I can call. I got to call all these people because at this time we were just freshly in lockdown. We're in like the middle of April right now, you know, as the story continues. And so I'm calling all these places. They just started deferment packages. Uh, They just started uh, credit cards would allow you to defer. Uh, There was a lot of stuff going on and it was happening relatively quick. But as fast as they were allowing you to do it the programs were still running slow. So now I go through and I call every single one of those bills. And I let them know I've lost my job because of COVID. And I don't know when I'm going to be able to go back. And I talk to them about the deferment programs. And I get mortgage, cars, credit cards, And I think I ended up canceling some of the silly little subscriptions that I was enjoying, but are useless at this point. So I take care of all that. Now, those bills are not due. They're all deferred. That's great. Now I don't have to worry about my paycheck. So the next step I took was figuring out unemployment because I was filling it out. And I was getting denied. So I'm trying to figure out why I'm getting denied. But I can't figure out why that's happening until I had all the numbers under control. And I didn't have to worry about my paycheck anymore. So I tried to do this as strategically as possible to create the least amount of stress on myself. So now I'm dealing with unemployment. And I will tell you, it took... I was out of work for about eight weeks, and I think it took me three to four weeks before I got my first unemployment check. There was many days that I would call for hours on end and got nowhere. So I just kept doing it 
over and over and over again until I finally got through once. And then I'd have to do that all over again until I got through the second time. And then my unemployment finally kicked in. Deferments in place, paychecks taken care of, and unemployment's coming in. So now my brain starts calculating. And I go, how can I get ahead of all of this? So I go, and now the unemployment checks are coming in. And I take all of that, and I start squirreling it away. I put it all away. And I put it away because we don't need to spend it because now I know my wife's got the other half of everything and groceries. So now I'm squirreling all that away because when I have to start paying my bills again, I want to make sure that they're all set. And then, of course, we got the $2,400 stimulus check and did the same thing with that. I put that away because it was unnecessary because I had already taken care of so much to make sure that everything was taken care of. And here we go, middle of April. And now I'm getting restless, right? I've been stuck home for a couple weeks now. Um, uh, I'm still doing the same things, still getting up at six. Six days a week, sleeping in on Sunday because it's enjoyable. Uh, still taking care of the dogs, showering, shaving, making sure everything, making sure I'm getting up and acting as if I've still got things to do. Cleaning the house. I don't know if anybody else did this, but I cleaned the shit out of my house. Uh, it was sparkling. The first two weeks I was on quarantine, our house got douched. So I'm doing all these things. And now I'm starting to get a little antsy, right? Because now we're in the middle of lockdown. And this is when I decide I'm really starting to think that I want to drink again. I'm getting these itchy uh, feelings. And so now I decide to start my podcast. I'm like, I got to do something that gets me out of my comfort zone, puts me out there and can hold me accountable for doing things incorrectly. And I figured what better way than to tell everybody that I'm doing all of this and talk about it and then put it out there so that other people can see it. And if I fall off, well, then I can be held accountable for doing that. So I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to finally talk into a microphone and record myself on a camera. This was, this was one of the hardest things I have ever done. Putting yourself on social media for me. Guy in his 40s. I mean, I'm tech savvy, but I was never into this. Now I'm really into it. Obviously, things change. And you grow as a person. And you and then, then this became normal. But that's okay. Before that. 
I'm using it as a tool, a tool to keep me on track. And so I record my first podcast, which was about 27 weeks ago now. And I talk about my sobriety and dealing with it during COVID and during lockdown. And that was an amazing feeling when I was done. I felt just relieved. And I was like, oh shit, I can treat this almost like a AA without all the God and the bullshit and everything else behind that. I could do that. And whether or not anybody listens, well, at least I'm getting my thoughts out there and I'm not sitting on them. So I was like, all right, let's do this, you know? And I started to feel really good about it. So I'm doing the podcast, a couple weeks go by. And now I'm looking for something else because Zoom, Zoom classes, as great as they, they were, and as great as the lessons were that I was getting on YouTube from my um, jujitsu school, I wasn't getting the relief that I was getting from class. You know, uh, because you go in, you go into jujitsu class and you're literally in the middle of a match and you are fighting for your life. When you tap, you basically telling the other person that, yeah, you just either broke my arm or you just choked me out or there was something happening there. And that strain on my body was gone. I didn't have that relief or that release anymore. Um, and I needed that. I needed to find out how to get this out of me because I was, I was starting to get angry. I was starting to get upset about stupid little things, super tiny stuff. And I was like, man, I haven't felt like this in a long time and I don't like it. So I started noticing that. So I started looking up running. And I started talking to a friend that runs. And I started talking to a couple people that I know that run. And I found out that anything over like a mile and a half gives you that great endorphins. Uh, It gives you a really good sweat. And that's when you're really going to work your body. And I was like, all right. So I mapped out 1.5 miles. It can go up to about 1.85 miles, depending uh, what circle I run. Uh, But I can up it by crossing streets and doing certain things. So I've learned to manipulate it a little bit. I haven't quite gotten to two miles, but that's okay. It's something to work towards. Um, But I got myself into a habit of going running. I was like, shit, I'm sitting around at 7 o'clock in the morning doing nothing. Enjoying my cup of coffee, listening to podcasts, just doing my shit. So why not add in running? But now I can give my that, myself that release. So I start running, right? So now I'm running well, uh, once a day, 7 o'clock in the morning, and we go for a mile and a half. And it is very strenuous at first. And then about halfway through, it got easier. So about 10 weeks in, I started like, it was getting easy. And I was like, oh man, uh, I think I'm going to probably up this. And then 
that's when I noticed that my breathing was off. Um, some days it would be super easy to get that mile and a half in. Other days I'd be like choking. I'd have cramps and I feel like that's just not enough oxygen, which is what led me to the deviated septum surgery. So get the release. Then I still get to do jujitsu zooms and I still get to do the lessons and I'm still, and now I'm doing my podcast. So as you can see, the routine is growing. I'm adding things to it, right? I'm trying to occupy my time so there's less time for me to think about drinking. And that's just one of those things I have to do all the time. I have to keep my brain off of the drinking. Lockdown ends, right? And we are getting ready to go back to work. Going back to work, we're doing shorter hours, but we're doing more days. Um, so I'm working like five days a week, but I'm getting out at six at night, so it's not too bad. Um, I'm adjusting. We, we're adjusting to serving customers uh, through a window. No one's allowed in the store. I'm still getting up six o'clock in the morning. Still, now I'm going running at seven. I am now uh, still doing my Zoom classes, and now we're going to work. So we're adding another another thing to the list. After being closed for eight weeks, it was it was really weird. You know, uh, I was kind of nervous and afraid. Uh, you know, at that time, um, it was. Um, Shit. Well, it was April something, maybe towards the end of April. So everybody's like, oh, this is going to kill everyone. And, uh, you know, stay home, stay home. And if you don't have to go out and this and that. But we were we were opening, but slowly. Everybody was still really worried. And I have to say that my initial thoughts in, on all of this in the beginning was fear. It was fear uh, I thought we were all going to die. And now I realize probably not going to happen. The worst thing that can happen is you can catch it and pass it on to somebody that could uh, potentially get harmed from the virus. So my, my thoughts on this have completely changed. I'm almost, you know, uh, like a lot of us have. We've uh, heard so much. Uh, lies and truth and truth and lies and you don't really know what's going on but it seems like the most that everything has in common is you know if you're in your 40s and you're healthy you're you're just gonna get a little ill and it'll be okay you'll it'll pass over but now I'm getting used to the store serving people through a window staying safe we're adjusting the store uh, to put up plastic spit shields um, we're putting, uh, we're gonna, you know, we're already wearing gloves. We're already wearing masks. Um, and now we're getting ready to open up our doors, getting back into work, um, getting back into anything was so much easier for me because I never changed my schedule. I kept it the same the entire time. And I believe this was the key to making all of these transitions easy or hard. 
And I feel like if I had lost my job and then slept in every day and uh, not showered and not made my bed, I, I feel like this would have been so much harder for me. I would have been really difficult because then I would have gotten accustomed to waking up late. I would have gotten accustomed to not taking a shower. And then this is all stuff now you got to add back in. And it's just easier if you treat it as if nothing had ended and you just keep going on with your day. So I feel that the one of the key things for me was keeping my schedule and keeping it exactly how it's always been and never changing that. So now school's opening. So jujitsu's back on. Um, you know, we're working uh, at that time, we were working with dummies. No more Zoom classes. No more uh, YouTube stuff. So I was already getting up, running at 7. So I was going into work for noon. And now we get to go back to class. So this is cool. So now I, I've already been up and running, literally. So now I just got dressed for jujitsu, And then I got to go to jujitsu class. Then I got to go home, shower, and go to work. So, as you can see, by not stopping the schedule, they made it so easy. I was like, well, I've already gone running. I'm already awake. So, let's get dressed for jujitsu and let's go to class. And that's exactly what I did. So, we go to class, right? And now, at the shop, at the beginning of June, we opened our doors. So now we've decided to go back to normal hours, which is 10.30 to 8 p.m. And I work four days a week, and the owner works three days a week. It's a great schedule. I can't complain. I can't complain about a lot of the stuff that I do. Um, I've worked really hard to get here, and I, I I really feel like I deserve everything I'm getting right now because it has been such a struggle in my life and I have ruined and destroyed so many things and fucked up so much shit that this has been the hardest I've ever worked in my life and the progress that I've made in the last four years I believe shows the the just the the hard work I've put into it and that's why I say I deserve this. Because when you work hard and you put yourself out there and you're doing things, you don't have to feel like you don't deserve it. Now, granted, I used to feel like I didn't deserve anything way back in the day, definitely before I got off of alcohol. And I probably didn't. I probably didn't deserve half of the shit I was doing. I had stuff handed to me and then just threw it away. So now, now I understand and I get it. And now I know what deserving something means. And when you work hard for stuff, you deserve what you get. So never let yourself uh, think that you're undeserving of what you're getting if you're working hard. If you're not working hard, you might be right. But that's okay too. Now you can just work hard at realizing that you may or may not deserve that and make it so that you do deserve it can all be worked out. You know, it took me years. This is hard work. This is not easy. So remember that. 
Just remember that. When you are getting through a day and you didn't do something that you really wanted to, that's great. That's really great. You didn't take that bump. You didn't go snort the Coke. You didn't take the drink. You didn't masturbate that day. That's great. If that's what you're working on and you're actually working on it, it, it's so great. And you definitely deserve whatever's coming to you. You just got to work hard for it and be patient. So now we're back at work. Doors are open. Customers are allowed to come in with a mask. Uh, Jiu-jitsu's back on. We're working with dummies. Uh, so all this stuff was real easy for me to get back into because my routine never changed. I kept my routine the same. My times, my hours, my everything. So it was easy to add in running before jujitsu class. It was easy to keep it, keep it right in the beginning before I go to work. So I had plugged it in a spot in my day where I knew that when all this stuff geared back up, it wasn't going to be something I'd look at and go, oh, I can't get this done now because I have all this stuff that's coming back. So I don't have time for this. I made sure to put that in a time slot where I was like, all right, everything's coming back. I still have to do this because it's important to keeping my brain focused on what's important. And what's important is keeping it off of the thought of drinking again. I'm also doing the podcast every week. I have put myself online. I've put myself out there. I've, I've, I've done this. Uh, generated a small following. Uh, people are subscribing to the podcast. So now I'm excited, right? I'm adding the podcast in every week. And I put this into a time slot that I'm capable of recording every week. Because this is something that's helping me with my staying off of alcohol. That is it and that's that. I just made sure that everything new I started that helped me with my stinking thinking during lockdown got to continue when things started going back to normal. What the fuck that means. And it allowed me to continue doing these things as well because running, jujitsu, podcasts, all equals no alcohol for me. I can't drink when I've been sitting here talking into a microphone and looking into a camera and telling you that I've been thinking about drinking because now I've unloaded this and now I don't think about it. I, I leave, I leave this podcast room and I'm just like, whoo, I feel so much better. And that's how I want more people to feel that we, you can do this. Anybody can. And you should have the confidence to do it if you want to. And if you don't have the confidence, well, then that's great too because that means you're out of your comfort zone. So go after it, right? What was it? Uh, In jiu-jitsu, they always say, we love seeing new people on the mats because this means that they have taken themselves out of their comfort zone and put themselves in a position um, to learn and grow. And as adults, God, we need this so much. 
We don't do it to ourselves enough. We get into a routine, we get into schedules, we get into work, we get into all these things, and then we stay put and we get comfy. But the one thing that we forget about is, is that the comfiness can be changed at any moment. And if anything has been proven more than that with this virus, it proved that it doesn't matter what the hell you're doing. Doesn't matter. Because now we can barely do almost anything. So, and this is the way my brain works. I always, always go towards like the negative thought. You know, what if we can't, what if I can't do this again? What if I can't do that again? What, what, what am I going to do with my time if I can't do this? And that was the routine. That was the quarantine routine. You know, I just kept to my schedule. I kept everything that I could control the same. And everything else that had to move around and, uh, you know, I had to figure out how to do these things. That was the work. And now everything is pretty much back to normal for me. Uh, my shop's open. We're letting people in with masks. I'm back on the jujitsu mats. We're taking temperatures. We're working with partners again. So things are getting a little bit more normalized and I really do hate that word normal I am not a fan of it because as far as I'm concerned there is no such thing as normal anymore but we use it and we're looking for it you have to find the normal it's what you think normal is so if normal is getting up at six taking care of your dogs going running going to jujitsu going to going to work coming home taking care of stuff, going to bed, rinse and repeat, well, then I guess I'm pretty normal now. But your normal is not my normal. And we're never going to see what we thought was normal before come back again because this has completely changed us as humans, uh, as a society, and... Just the way we do things, period. I don't know about you, but I fucking miss hugging. God, I miss it. Even when I see my good friends, I'm like, Ugh. I get a little down, a little upset. Because that was normal to me. Seeing people and hugging was normal. And I don't think I'm ever going to see that again. But that's the way my brain goes. My brain goes, all right, this is something we're probably never going to do again. So to say that we would go back to where we were, but we're not hugging, you know, less handshakes, uh, less physical contact and keeping more distance between us. Well, that seems to be the new normal. And that's what I mean by normal being a bad word. It just... What is normal? I think normal is what you make it. So that being said, everything was getting back closer to the way it used to be. Now I'm getting back into the swing of things. 
And it was so much easier because of the way that I handled it. And then, and so that is my quarantine routine. And I hope this helps. I I hope that you can use some of this. Even if you're still struggling with being out of work right now, and I know unemployment has been cut, and the new stimulus check's not going through until after elections, so you can say goodbye to the stimulus check coming in for October like they promised us, which I don't know why I ever, ever think that they're actually going to hold to their word because our government doesn't ever. They're slow as fuck. They lie to us consistently and nobody knows what the fuck is going on anymore and it's so annoying. So this is a small rant. But it's very frustrating when we're told that something's going to be happening. Our economy and our world is crumbling around us and now they want to put shit off until after election. Which means the stimulus package probably won't even be discussed the same way under whoever wins. If Biden wins, they might change the whole fucking thing. Could it be better or could it be worse? We don't know. If Trump wins, well then they might end up just doing what they said they were going to do for us in October. And we won't see it till fucking January. So all of this stuff is super frustrating. And I'm waiting for that money to come in. I mean, almost just as much as the next person. And I find this to be super frustrating. And I'm sure all of you do as well. I'm not alone in this. We're all frustrated. We're all angry. The only difference is is I'm not going out there and I'm not smashing windows and looting places and uh, making a giant stink about it. But I will tell you, I am upset about all of this. I don't understand what they're waiting for. There are so many people right now that need that way more than I do. And they did say in the beginning that there was going to be one when we got it. I don't remember what month that was. It was either April or May. And then there was supposed to be a second one by October. And now they have gone back on their word. So it's very frustrating. It's super annoying. All of this is. And this is why I keep doing what I'm doing. I I keep figuring things out to help me stay sane, collected, and off of the alcohol. Because getting back into those routines, not where I want to be. That's not the person I am today. I am trying to be a truthful, honest person about everything that I do, putting myself out there and showing people that this can be done. If I can do it, I know you can do it. Because my past is just a mess. And yeah, I'm just looking to help people. And I hope this helps. I I hope it sheds a little bit of light on uh, things that you can do. I want to just thank everybody for uh, subscribing, supporting, commenting, um, just everything. You all make this worth it. This keeps me focused. It keeps me honest. It keeps me grounded. 
So remember to subscribe. Remember to turn on those alarms so you know when the new episodes are uploaded. Uh, Hit the like buttons if you enjoy the videos. If you want to contact me, again, it's talkingwithtofer at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and TikTok. So check me out. Subscribe. Hit those likes. Hope you have a great rest of your week. And I'll talk to you later.